In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Brothers and sisters, one of uh, my favorite sort of images of God in the classical sense of the word and in a lot of wisdom uh, literature that we see and in the scripture we see this a lot in uh, the book of Jeremiah where God is seen as this potter and we are seen as his clay. And the reason why I like that so much is because it shows the reality of the nature of God and the nature of man. Because uh, with God being the potter and us being the clay, he's able to form us in such a way that's uh, according to his image and likeness. And I've always liked this. Um, and I've always uh, been able to draw, draw out things that um, were sort of theologically abstract and things that were sort of confusing and uh, really bring it down to a much more simple way with seeing God as his potter. And there's a lot of layers sort of behind this idea of God being the potter and us being the clay. And if we don't get it, uh, then we won't really get this gospel that I read today. So what's happening here? So Jesus and John the Baptist, they're both sort of doing their own thing. They're both, they're both on a mission. And we see John, he's baptizing, and Jesus, he's with his disciples. And something interesting happens. So we see this dialogue between um, some of, some of uh, John the Baptist's disciples and some Jews. And it says there was a discussion. Okay, when you hear someone having a discussion, or when you think about uh, this group of people having a discussion, it seems really innocent, right? They're just talking. They just, they're talking about things. You wouldn't think much of it. But there's more to it than just a discussion, and we're going to see that uh, in just a little bit. So right after this quote-unquote discussion, they go to John the Baptist, and they tell him two things. And these two things speak volumes about this sort of quote-unquote discussion that they were having. So the first thing they want to talk about is that Jesus is baptizing. Okay, so we see complaining happening for something good that's supposed to be happening. When you hear baptism, when you hear purification, that alerts us to something that's good, something that's virtuous. But they're seeing it more as something that's uh, worth complaining about, worth gossiping about. So that's the first thing. Second thing they talk about is they're all going to Jesus to do this. So now we see jealousy, and not only jealousy on their end, we're seeing them want a response from John the Baptist, a response as sort of, um, they're sort of allowing him to, they're setting him up to be this bad guy, for him to respond in the wrong way. But what's interesting is later on in this gospel, uh, St. John the Beloved, the author of uh, this gospel, he mentions something really funny. He says at the end, he talks about how Jesus himself was not baptizing. Why did he have to say that? And I remember when I was reading, I was confused because you would see that what you guys heard me read is that Jesus, they were saying Jesus was baptizing. But then St. John says, no, he was not. And I think what St. John wants us to understand, and he does this a lot uh, throughout the gospel, he wants us to understand that these people who were having a discussion, supposedly having a discussion, were really falling into sin. And where is the sin? The sin is gossip. If Jesus was not baptizing himself, if he wasn't doing any of that, what business do these people have going to John the Baptist and 
sort of adding fuel to the fire and lying and gossiping about what was happening. They have absolutely no reason to do that. And that goes back to my first example of God being the potter and us being the clay. And the reason why these two realities are connected is because when we make Christ someone who, whom he's not, then we start to be the potter. And we pretend like Jesus is the clay that we're able to form according to our own mentality. And that's something, brothers and sisters, that's destructive. And that's something destructive in this gospel today. Because when we gossip about people, when we talk about things that have absolutely nothing to do with us, when we fall into jealousy like they did, when we start complaining in a really bitter way, we're blind to this reality of the difference between God and man. And the result and the effects of this, it's detrimental because this has everything to do with the soul. So they're waiting for a response from John the Baptist. Okay. They tell him all of these things, these go this gossip, these lies, this jealousy, this really bitter and ugly um, presentation they're giving to him. And how does John the Baptist respond? You would think they were, they were looking for a response saying, oh yeah, everyone's going to him. Um, you know, let's bring them back to us. And what game plan do we have to have? Everyone's going by Jesus. No, John the Baptist is foundational and he's virtuous. And his response to them is a response to all of us who think that just because we're having a discussion, we have the right to gossip and talk about people and drive people's names through the mud. Because this is a reality and this is sort of a veil that we love to put in front of us because it helps us to uh, see it as, okay, you know, I'm less culpable if I'm just having an innocent conversation at the coffee shop or on the phone or at a relative's house. We're just talking, we're just having a discussion but it's not a discussion. And calling it a discussion is the same reason why these people will call, call it a discussion. Because you're face to face with reality and that very sin that you're doing. So John the Baptist, this is how he responds. This joy of mine is now full because everyone is going to Christ and he must increase but I must decrease. He takes whatever they're doing and makes the focal point back to Christ. He aims everything towards him again. Because John the Baptist understands this reality, this difference of God and man, of God being the potter and us being the clay. And when we allow ourselves to understand this reality, we allow our hearts to be much more soft so that they're able to be formed by Christ. When clay hardens, brothers and sisters, you cannot form it anymore. When our hearts are hardened, we're not allowing God to form our hearts according to how He wants and how He sees fit. So brothers and sisters, today is a good time to reflect on how much we veil things in our lives. How much we try to convince ourselves that we're not gossiping when we really are. We're talking about things that have absolutely nothing to do with us. When we get jealous from people, when we complain, all of these things could be easily veiled, but we need to be alert and we need to be aware that these things are detrimental to the soul. These things will drive someone to hell because in theology it's a fundamental principle that God doesn't send anyone to hell. We send ourselves there. And it, it's because of sins like these 
that we have this sort of downward spiral. And the reason why that spiral is so quick is because it's very easy to veil a conversation that had everything to do with driving someone's name and reputation through the mud as we're just talking, we're just having a conversation. So brothers and sisters, let us allow God to be that potter who forms us, his children. And let us not change the roles or be confused by the roles and think that we can make Christ who we want him to be. He is who he is by his very nature and nothing will ever change that. God is unchangeable, but we are. So having confidence in him who is able to change us will allow us to grow in holiness and draw closer to sainthood. Amen.